All right, it's your man Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. So uh, we have finished up the podcast, and we got some breaking news. Breaking news, man. Terrible, terrible news out of California, man. They are saying that the Bean, man, Kobe Bean Bryant, apparently was on board in a helicopter crash where five people are confirmed deceased, no survivors, in a Calabasas helicopter crash. And that's on TMZ, right? Yeah, reported by TMZ. No other uh, major news source has uh, put a stamp on it but TMZ. I have been seeing on, like, Twitter where um, beat writers and some, like, journalists have been tweeting, just sharing the TMZ tweet. But uh, TMZ, they ain't used the name wrong. Right. They had the Michael Jackson death hours before anybody else. Mm -hmm. I was in the uh, air on that one. I I landed in San Francisco. I knew something had happened because – I came off the plane in San Francisco, and everybody in the airport was not walking. It was right. the freakiest thing I ever seen in the airport. Airports always hustle and bustle. Right. Everybody was just standing still watching TV, and I was like, "Uh-oh, something happened." This is that level. Sad, man. Very sad. Hopefully, you... not his children, wife, right. not involved. Hopefully, no, we don't want it. You know, make this tragedy any worse, man. But uh, man, right, praying is wrong. Right, man. You know, like we said um, before we even started, man, anybody dying in that matter is sad. But when it's somebody to this magnitude and uh, everybody knows, like, I'm not like the I'm a I'm a Kobe hater, quote unquote. And mm-hmm. we talk about Kobe later on in the podcast before we got this breaking news. You know, it's still sad. And like you said before, we hope that <laughs> that that his kids weren't aboard the plane. I mean, the helicopter. Yeah. And uh, this tweet just came out from the Los Angeles Times. We're aware of reports about Kobe Bryant and currently investigating. We'll keep you up to date as soon as possible. Nothing confirmed. So that was like the latest from uh, the L.A. Times. They tweeted that out at uh, 236. It's currently 245 uh, as we're taping the pod, man. Yeah. Like, um, like when you saw the news, yeah. like I thought something happened yeah, with yeah. you personally. Like I, I, was I thought sitting, you hit the lotto. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, what is going on? Your mouth was to the floor, and like, I that was like the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah, we was uh, wrapping up the pod, like Kev said, putting uh, you know, putting just a little post production talk together and hanging out for a second, and uh, phone got the TMZ alert. My 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 mouth dropped to the floor, and Kev had to ask me twice, like what what like what's going on and i had to like read it a few times and before i share something like that with somebody you want to make sure you're reading it correctly right. and i was like said kobe bean brian apparently died in a helicopter crash man that's it's terrible it's sad it's man the man just uh been in the news for uh, uh lebron breaking his records all-time scoring record and uh just i mean the mount rushmore in my eyes, he's he's up there in the in the basketball greats, man. And uh, you hate to see somebody who gave basketball so much, right? And uh, just now starting to spread their wings and be, you know, take that next step in life and uh, could do anything he wanted to do. And uh, hopefully, this is not true, man. But it sounds to be. Yeah, man. So, you're saying, man. Prayers a, up to the fam, man. That's a definitely, man. To his daughters, to his tragic, wife, tragic, his tragic, mother, tragic. his father, his sisters. You know, it's like stuff is starting to come out fast and furious here on uh, on Twitter. And, you know, like we live in an era now where, you know, you want to confirm that things are true, man. But, you know, you hate to say it like this, man, when TMZ reports something. Yeah, TMZ. You know, they ain't never that, wrong. That's their job. Yeah. They, they stay in the shits. So. Yeah, exactly. For them to uh, put it out first, you know, like you said, we this isn't something uncommon that TMZ breaks news. They've been breaking news for a while and uh, big stories. So, right, yeah, I hoping reached, it's not true, man. But it, uh, yeah, man, I reached good. out to a lot of. Uh, I reached out to my brother first, then the wife, um, then uh, a couple of my homies that are huge Lakers fans yeah. and everything like that, and they didn't know. Um, and then they started checking, and same reports that we're getting like from from different sources yeah. you know what i'm saying so it was it's starting to pop up on it's up on variety now yeah i called the wife to see if it was on the news when i first first saw it i think it was just so fresh like that's the that's the power of this here device now we live in a world now where if someone had a loved one on that plane or if someone was expecting someone to arrive from point a to point b and see some of that on the news and know who's on there you know it work and spread fast 
like the the whole thing about the the wire and that being the way that information got to news outlets and you know it traveled from one point to another like it that's a real thing and uh we kind of live in a world now where the wire is in your hand mm-hmm. so um it, it it's it's out there it's a uh, Floating around saying it's true. It's still so fresh that we kind of like in shock. You know, you don't know. Big what, shock. You don't know what to, how to kind of process this and and say that man, Kobe Bryant dying. Man, that's that's crazy. crazy man. Man. It's crazy. Just praying his kids wasn't on there. Right praying. at at this point, man, like it's we're coming to reality that he's gone, and it's obviously sad. But not all we can do now is just hope that it wasn't. His kids yeah. wasn't on there, and all, and you know, there's there's other people that aboard the helicopter as well. Exactly. That, it said you know, five confirmed. Yeah, so that, five that, souls. Yeah, five souls that have loved ones as well, man. So prayers go out to their family as well, man. It's a, it's just a, it's just a sad situation, man. And it just seems like, like when these type of things happen, it's always just like, I mean, out the blue. Like mm-hmm. this is just literally out the blue. Like I said before, it was. The furthest thing from my mind, yeah. You know, you like, guys will hear us later on in this episode have a conversation about Kobe Bryant today. Yeah, you know, man. no one, no one ever thinks of something like this happening to anyone, you right? Know? But these tragedies happen, unfortunately, a lot. You know, and the amount of traveling these guys do, I think about that a lot. Just the amount of times that you know we, we've had like the um, uh, Marshall, you know, incident back in you know, yeah, uh, when the, the plane crash and stuff. But I just think about. How much time these teams that are out to entertain, you know, how much time they spend in the air, how many flyer miles they got, how many how many times they in city to city to city, and uh, you got to rely on somebody doing their job. You, know, yeah. you got to rely on maintenance, making sure the plane right. You got to rely on your pilot being coherent and being able to fly that plane in a safe manner. You got to rely on so many people to move you around. And uh, that's what I was struggling with most with fame is relying on somebody else to move me around so mm-hmm. much. You know, you got to be so many places and you're on so many clocks to be at so many places. Man, just hope, just hope and pray it's not true. But uh, with this news being so fresh, we will know very soon if it is or isn't. So. Right, man. Well, we're going to jump into the podcast. You know, like we said before, man, thoughts and prayers to Kobe and his family. Yeah. Uh, the other passengers aboard the helicopter prayers out to them as well like you said we're gonna talk a little bit of kobe on the pod yeah uh later on man so uh let's jump into the pod i guess yeah check it out drop that knowledge on i could not make this show with kev nash oh hercules hercules and dj killer kev Uh-oh. let me tell you boys you can't make that shit up the inside real deal straight up are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Astray, bitch. Back at it again, You Can't Make This Up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode number 181. Damn. 181 of them. And that's a lot of content for y'all to go back and just kind of reminisce on. If you're new to the pod, man, we got some great interviews from years past. We've been doing this since 2016, I believe, 2017, somewhere years ago. So check out some of the uh, old content, man. Leave us some comments on the You Can't Make This Up podcast, IG, and at Gmail. Facts and uh, you know what I'm saying all my iTunes people out there, make sure you giving your boys a couple five stars. It helps the podcast grow. You know how these algorithms are. For sure, we for was just sure. talking about algorithms. For sure, for sure. <laughs> how was your week, man? Man, listen, it was a it was a hectic week for your boys. Another, man. An- Not, another one. Another one. <laughs> First and foremost, let me get this out the way before I get smacked upside the head. <laughs> Thank you to the wife. Uh-oh. She is uh been cooking breakfast every morning. Hey. No. Salute hey. to her. You know, we're on week 2 of us both hitting the gym on the early side. So, when we get home from the gym, I jump in the shower, I come out, breakfast is ready. Here you so, go, King. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still fitting for myself <laughs> with these frosted flakes. <laughs> so I get my Give my bacon and eggs, get my protein in in the morning so I'm eating breakfast before I go to work. So 
Thank you. You know what? Putting it out there on the pod to the wife. Yeah, that's dope. You know what? Because for real, probably like the last two weeks, I made it more of a conscious effort to eat breakfast. I kind of do. I wake up, have my coffee, and kind of get going. And then one o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. You know. Yeah. So I try to make a better conscious to do that. And in the two weeks that I've been doing that, I found myself. You know that for me that after lunchtime be the worst. I be mm-hmm. I be through. I don't want to do too much. You getting like 70 percent of effort. <laughs> I'm just kind of floating through the afternoons. But when I'm having breakfast now, I got a little more energy and mm-hmm. on the back end of the day when you need it most. Yeah, you know? it, it's helped me stop uh, the random snacking. Like yeah. oh, I'm hungry, but I ain't hungry. Hungry. Let me just, just get a snack. The machine yeah, grab it'll, these. It'll, yeah. yeah, it's just all bad. Also, got to see the homie Lil Duval at the. Dating Funny Bone on Friday. He nice. tore it down. Nice. That was dope. Um, what else did I do? I did something else. Oh, that's what I did. I watched uh, the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Nice. Did you watch it? I definitely did. Oh, what do you think? Um, I thought it was deep. For real. I thought it was a lot. No, I thought I knew enough about the story, just being a sports fan. But it dug into some some stories on the – it dug deeper into topics that I didn't know about. And just learning a little more about – you know, that power, the power of that CTE, man, we kind of yeah. seeing it live with Antonio Brown right now. Facts. But, you know, that CTE can affect people in different ways. And depending on your upbringing, depending on, you know, the things you've gone through in your youth and, and childhood, like, who knows how those reactions happen for, you know, each individual. Right. So, I mean, it's the same thing, like, you know, with alcohol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got your people that get drunk, that get Get freaky. Yeah, you okay. got people that you got angry drunks. Mm-hmm. You got sleepy drunks. Like that's how that's how I view CTE. Yeah. You, we don't know enough about this disease to know. Like, all right, man, he got CTE. This is how they all act. Mm-hmm. Like, it's levels to it. Yeah, you know, you, what I'm you saying? know somebody that drinks six days a week, and you like, damn boy, you going hard. And you know somebody that drinks six days a week that you like, boy, you need help. Mm-hmm. You know, like people can handle it differently. People be thrown back on the couch, smacked, and other people will be. Ready to go in the morning for another day. You yeah, know? man, it's crazy. So, but it was deep, man. It was a lot of a lot of information in that in that doc, and it uh it was one of those things. Like, I think I started it like it was a weekday. I was I didn't have to go to work till like eleven o'clock the next day. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this about midnight. Like I'll watch a, a episode. And it was like three hours later. Yeah, like, I watched that straight. Oh, through. you straight through? Yeah, okay. It was, it was. I was tuned in, sitting up on the bed. Like I, I was. I was watching, so. One of the biggest takeaways for that whole documentary, man, uh, Odin Lloyd, his uh, buddy from the football team with the long hair, I believe his name was Massey. I believe his name was Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things that I, that was, like, I, I rewound it because it was very poignant. Mm-hmm. He said Aaron Hernandez wasn't rich. Odin was rich. Because he had family, he had loved ones, he had mm-hmm. people that cared about him. Hernandez had the material things, yeah. like the big house, right. the big contract. Everybody knows who he is. He's playing for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Odin Lloyd is paying to play on a semi-pro team. Mm-hmm. He was rich with love and family right. members and people that cared about him. While him, he's struggling. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. So that, that stands out to me when we live in an era and not even just this era, it's, it's been like this for decades mm-hmm. and years upon years where people are so materialistic and having things and sh- showing things off and like trying to be fresher than the next person to have more than the next person to, as opposed to just not, wanna, I don't want to say being content, but just being happy that, you know what I'm saying, you you have a loving family right. and all Your that type of stuff. Care yeah, of, uh, like that, 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 that speaks yeah. volumes, like not just with that case, but just like in life in general. Yeah, I, I noticed from that too, like he had a full-blown mansion, but needed an apartment <laughs> to be able to go, quote-unquote, be himself, yeah. or quote-unquote, turn off everything around him, and he needed space, and it was like, it's kind of backwards, like you kind like, He's searching for un un uh, materialistic like happiness. He's yeah. searching for love, searching for support. He he kind of was, you know, his mom was a, seemed to be a little Ooh. rough on the edges, you know. So he just where did where did he turn for that comfort, you know? Yeah. And no matter how hard and tough you try to be, everybody need a little comfort in their life, you know. Yeah. So if you ain't never got it or get it from somebody with stage four cancer, so you dealing with it on that, like. The one person I love, she dying. Yeah. You know, so he just had a rough, had it had rough. It rough man. And this is no uh, explaining away 
that he's a murderer. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. We don't feel bad for him. I feel he did bad some for dummy shit too. <laughs> Super <laughs> dummy shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> like the that like I f- didn't really follow the trial all like that. Mm-hmm. I would see the stuff on ESPN, but like the amount of dumb shit he was doing, like mm-hmm. take take this into account. Okay, Odin Lloyd lives in the inner city. Mm-hmm. So take that for what you will. Yeah. This dude lives in a highfalutin suburb. Yeah. You drive to pick him up out of the hood or whatever you want to call it. Drive him all the way back to the burbs to kill him. In a rental car that you rented. Yeah. So <laughs> not saying, hey, man, this is how you kill somebody. But like another dead body in the hood is just another dead body. Right. A dead body in <laughs> yeah, the outskirts of Bristol. <laughs> yeah. That that is a red flag. And who's the only person that he knows out there? It's you. So it's just like, dude, like it's kind of like one of those situations, like, did you want to get caught? Did right. are you struggling that much that you just want you're screaming out for help? Yeah. Like, like that is the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. He seemed like like in my, I can remember my youth. I had a couple of friends that were like their their like spoiled rottenness turned into the sports side, turned into like like I'm the sweetest one here, give me the goddamn ball before that was a thing. You mm-hmm. know, so like they would just be like no matter how whatever the team needed to be doing, they felt like they could get it done and they was the star. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Aaron kind of he always had it good on the football end. Yeah. But he didn't have nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing and else to hold on to. So he put himself into, like, I, I feel like I, when he became an adult, that, like, almost spoiledness of being good, like, like it, it seemed like some of these incidents was over, like, the dumbest shit. Like, yeah. like super petty. Like, at most, I want to smack a nigga in the face type right. shit. Right. You know, at most. Not like, oh, let me go mound up my my two other killers that I don't really fuck with, but I know they dogs, and we're going to go do this, and I'm going to... Wear these shoes and get get it. I mean, just a lot of the the, the rookie. Yeah, if you're gonna be doing that move, <laughs> yeah, know? it was just it was a lot of strange behavior. And I think the stuff about the documentary that points out, like, we don't know why he did this. Right. We have no clue. They that, tried to say, all right, well, maybe it was his sexuality. Maybe it was his upbringing situation with his uh, father being abusive. Maybe it was because his dad died. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was, uh, shoot, dude just made a man and he just killed him. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have a fucking clue right. why he did this shit. Right. So they, they, and I think the documentary shows that as well. Like, yo, these are things that we think, but all in all, we'll never know because yeah. he killed himself. Yeah, and two more key points on this that I grabbed from this was, First, that neurologist saying that for him to be at his age, it was the worst case of CTE that she has seen, you know, right. that had been studied. And then the second point that I grabbed was when he realized that it was a chance for the money and decided to off himself. And then the Supreme Court <laughs> decides, well, hey, that's outdated. Let me let's let's retweet this. So now any money that was ever going to be. Is gonna be in this decade long lawsuit, right? And lawyer fees, and it just it it just kept spinning. You yeah, know, like, Patriots it, wasn't about to just be like, oh, okay, here's a check yeah. to your his story to your just fiance. kept spinning. So it's like, so it's like now it's almost like you look back and it's like, yep, that's a decision that you can't be like, well, let me get that back. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> let me, I'm gonna sit back down in, in this box. Like, nah, you made a different choice. So yeah, man. It's crazy, man. It's Super a, it's crazy. A good, it's a good. I like Definitely it. watch it if you haven't seen it. I tell you what wasn't good though. What's up? Are you? Are we there? A fall from we there? Ben- we going there? <laughs> we got, we, we going movie there? talk. So fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> you had me ha- yeah, gave me a damn homework, homework assignment. assignment. <laughs> so let me break this down for the go pod. ahead. I come home from the pod last week. <laughs> I'm like, babe, we got homework. She's like, what you mean? I'm like, we got homework. I gotta go right to Netflix. And of course, you know it's option one when you open Netflix right now. So big it, pub, big yeah. the big Tyler Perry push. It pops up, and I, I look at her with like the excitement face, like we 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 watch it, and she goes literally, I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> I'm like, no. So now I gotta watch this shit dolo, right? So I kept. So I think probably I started it Sunday. I gave it 15 minutes and was like, I'm not ready. Turned it off. 
think I went back Tuesday and tried to watch from the 15 minutes that I watched, and I didn't remember the 15 minutes that I saw <laughs> Sunday. So I was like, nah, I ain't ready. So it was probably like Thursday or Friday, whatever, someday late. Late week, getting close to back to yeah. podcast time. I had, yeah, like, the I homework watch assignment this was getting due. <laughs> the homework assignment was getting due. So I was like, you know what? Let me sit down and grab me a little drink. Just went ahead and got cozy. <laughs> but it, it, I think it was a day it was like one basketball game on was probably the why this happened. So I started watching it. I'm like a half hour in, and she come in like, "Are oh, you doing your homework?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, leave me, leave, leave me be. It's kind of getting good at you know. It's kind of kind of getting good." So then she sits down and she's like, attitude watching it as well. So she iPadding but looking over, and it wasn't too long where I see her watching it. So now about the last hour fifteen, we locked in. Okay. So watched it. You know, to me it was to me. It was just another Tyler Perry, you know, storyline of emotions, an impactful moment, and then it's like the the joyous last ten minutes. Like it just, it was just another another. And one. I, I don't find the need for the high top lace wig, bro. Like I didn't, I couldn't find the like why that had to be. Bro, you in Atlanta, man? It's a lot of barbers in Atlanta. You can have a barber on Tyler Perry Studios. That's Doing a little better than lace front high tops. Okay, so so let me tell you mine. <laughs> One, let me get this out the way. I used to be a big Tyler Perry hater. Okay. But in my maturity, I realized, you know what? Tyler Perry gives a lot of people jobs and mm-hmm. a lot of people opportunities. Respect. Yeah. Big respect. And actually, I like... uh. What's the one movie? Uh, Daddy's Little Girls. I yeah. really like that movie. The one See, with Idris Elba. He got a couple joints out there. That's is, that's good. The you front in a Tyler Perry. I was more of a fan of like the way he was being introduced to the world. Yeah, I grabbed onto that. But as it drug on, I kind of started fading away. The the why did I get married and why did I mm-hmm. get married too? Those are good. I like those. But he got a lot of trash in there. Yeah. And add <laughs> this to the pile, bro. Yeah. So when the push started and the push started like out of nowhere mm-hmm. it's just like yeah tyler perry got a new movie ain't he got to deal with netflix <laughs> fuck with it now uh a actress that I, I rock with she's super funny brisha webb she is hilarious uh i done seen her she like does like this great mary J. blige impression mm-hmm. like she's super funny so i was like all right i fox with her right so i'm gonna watch it because i fox with brisha webb and I already knew the wife would want to watch it. So it's like, yeah, I'll watch it. Another shout out to the wife, because the wife will watch anything. <laughs> if I say, hey, you want to watch this? Okay, fine. Let's give it a shot. Right. So another shout out to the wife. But she did want to see this. So we sit down, we watch it. And that motherfucking, it ain't even a wig, bruh. It's a schwig. I call it a schwig. <laughs> that nigga schwig, bruh, it was so terrible. Distracting. <laughs> Like, like, couldn't he, I stopped focusing on lines of the movie and just wanted to see the camera go back so I could really focus on this trash. Like, it was, I didn't understand why it had to be. Like, I don't understand either. Anybody with a a curly top, a, a high fade, could say ashtray, bitch. <laughs> the high the, line the, of the movie, yeah, the high top curl, whatever, didn't 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 make that more. Poignant. But see, that's the that's the <laughs> horrible part because we talked about this on the pod before about the uh the lace fronts for dudes. Yeah. Like, yo, it's dudes out here finessing the game. Whole beards, whole Whole everything. beard, whole uh, waves. Yeah. Like, everything. yo, like, bruh, why don't you if if you want like if dude ain't got no hair and you want the character to have hair, why don't you just go get one of these that looks real? Right. Like that pass for a real. Like, why would you do that? But it wasn't just his schwig. Tyler Perry's schwig was horrible as well. Yes. Yeah. He had he had the dude from Ghost Hairstyle. <laughs> that we, we was passing around this week. I mean, it was I, and to be in Atlanta, bro, that's where I'm that's where I'm struggling. Like in the A. Atlanta, like Barnum Bailey little hair thing. Not little at all, the huge mm-hmm. hair hair convention they have every like Come on, man. That's kind of like a, a style mecca, you know. Like, Slap in the face, you bro. Can find, you can find any barber in any block that would have did better than that. So as I'm looking at homeboy box Schwig, <laughs> when uh Brisha's character and her husband, he had a box too. Yeah. So man. I was like, is his fake too? 
But then I seen the fade. So I was like, well, it has to be real because why would his have a fade and the other dude's not? Right. So his shit is on point. So this nigga it was like, nah, I'm going to go to get my own barber because y'all ain't about to have me out here looking <laughs> like this. So I salute, homie. Right. And then as I, we're getting further into the movie, the uh, the lead character, Grace. Mm. Now, it's another show that she stars in that the wife watches, Haves and Have Nots. Mm-hmm. And all she does on that show is cry for a whole 45 minutes. <laughs> and that's exactly what she did in this movie, mope and cry. Right. And her swig, one scene it'd be leaning to the right, yeah. next scene is leaning to the left, next scene is forward. Like the swig game. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like they had they had two shots where she had like bad head on the right and then the third shot was like fresh dude like we started this over the next morning. Schwig game <laughs> was, was a lot trash. of rookie a lot of rookie mistakes for the for TP man. And then I found out they shot this movie in yes five days. And, and I found and out and it shows before I watched that movie being bored at work one day I came across <laughs> like a ten minute. Um, Tyler Perry studio where he was giving like a tour mm-hmm. and I knew it had some like military it's an old military yeah. base so I just I'll watch it so I end up watching it and he's talking about you know pretty much everything you could think of that he's ever done has been put in this lot you know so he has like one thing I saw was dope he has a four sided mansion so it's a huge mansion but each side gives off a different impression so you have like Medea's house that she, you know, famous, okay. like the famous he has, and you have like a modern house for a different movie. You have like a a ranch style. It was just four different fronts to okay. this house, and a lot of the old. There's a lot of um, uh, historically preserved buildings there where the from like military days. So a lot of these houses, the houses that they were using, um, for that movie were like old military housing. Yeah. So it had some like the old like officers and general homes. Just some of that history. So I watched all that before I watched the movie. So now I'm watching the movie, seeing, oh yeah, this looked like military housing for sure. So it was that that was the probably the, <laughs> the most enjoyable thing I enjoyed from the from the movie. But I, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't a fan, bro. I, I, and I saw the twist about ten minutes into the movie. I told the wife, Mama Cosby got something to do with this. <laughs> She was like, "You think?" I was like, "I know." Yeah. The one, the, the one thing that I saw was when they were in that when he came home and 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 she was there with the with the other lady being a friend and they kind of spat for a minute and then mm-hmm. she left. I saw that hand rub. Oh, you did? When I'm just watching, I was like, "Hold on, bruh. I was like. He fucking her too. That's, that's what I that's thought that's too. Like, like, he stuff. tapping out Felicia <laughs> like he, Rashad. He got all these old hands. He just cleaning up. <laughs> And then, then you know, you realize, oh shit, this is this is bad. So. Yeah, yeah, this is my deuce, man. Like, I mean, it was mildly entertaining. I would say watch it because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but the, and the, also, the memes will make sense. Yes, the memes will make sense. And 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 <laughs> when they're at the fucking diner, uh-huh. it's a guy sitting over Grace's shoulder, drinking air water, dog. <laughs> His cup is empty. He's like eating something and he's just putting the fork to his mouth. Ain't no food on there. Like, yo, like the the bad part about that is you should have like, not that I'm like the movie maker extraordinaire, but that requires like a tight shot. So it should just be like a shot her face. Yeah, yeah. Not like a wide shot you where you're seeing everything. You know, yeah, like, yo, yeah. Where she's talking. So it's a tight shot of her talking. So you can have like an intimate setting, not this big wide shot. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're ever watching that again, which I doubt anybody will watch it again, <laughs> check that scene out. And I'll say this last part about it. That movie was meant to be seen with a group of people. It's, I don't think it was meant for, like, <laughs> you to watch it, half of it by yourself. <laughs> right. I think that was meant to be, like, one of those popcorn movies where everybody yeah. comes over. Friday night crib. Yeah, the movie everybody night. watching you having a good time. And I am convinced. All those blunders are in that movie on purpose. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I wouldn't doubt it because I was going to say to that, I'm I'm the guy that watches movies for 
the cut being on the left and then the cut being on the right yeah. in the back and forth dialogue scene where the camera's just going back and forth from head shot to head shot and you noticing shit in the background moved around like this so like and then I come to the conclusion oh this scene took some time they messed up they had to come back they yeah. went somewhere else like something had to happen for it to be like the what is it the don't they mean to say in the wrong show but the Starbucks coffee in the oh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones yeah so something for something like that to happen is just it, I find those things I look for those things for Which the humor h- hilarious man yeah Zion made his he, debut he back and it was. It went from trash to greatness, didn't it? Man, I know you had him in oh, your lineup. So I did, and then I took him out. And I took him out because everybody had him in their lineup. Right. So a lot of I'm learning with – I'm going to give you all some some, some, some game. Some jewels. Free game. It's free game. When you play in DraftKings and FanDuel, it's not about always who you like or who you think going to ball out. It sometimes comes down to I'm in this tournament with 120,000 people. And it's projected that he's going to be owned in half the lineups. So if he doesn't do well and you don't have him, you got to leg up on half the people in this tournament. Right. And if you have him and he does well, and you or, or he does well and you didn't have him, um, as long as your guy that you have does something close or better, it don't, it don't matter. So there's still the other ways around it. So he ain't. Of course, he was popular. He was making his debut. I had him. He was still on the cheap end of the price range. Better get you Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm a plane, and then I didn't. So I checked in, and he had like two points and one rebound. I told you not to play. See, yeah. I'm, I'm a genius out here. Right. I'm, I'm telling the wife. See, I told you. I, <laughs> I, I knew it, and I'm glad I made the switch. <laughs> Went to another game. I came back. I'm no, no bullshit. Three. I, I came back. <laughs> At the beginning of the first of four three-pointers. <laughs> so as I turn back, I see him put one up. And it seemed like, and I think it was only like a three-minute span, 17 points. I mean, it was like, yo, this was a bad, I should have played him, I should have played him. So he bought, he bought out. I mean, that's to me, like, I find those moments to be the most impressive sometimes when you're the number one pick. The light's been on you for well over 12 months for you to be the next thing. You get hurt. You had this long wait. You obviously use the time to make some 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 flat foot jumpers because <laughs> uh, you've got that down, it looks like, or or you've improved it. Yeah. But um, to be able to come in when the lights is really on you, game one, and do something, make some noise in the league, every kid's dream and to get to that moment. So he showed up. For sure, man. Through two games, man, he averaging like 18 points, shooting 75%. That is fucking sick. Yeah. And he ain't, it ain't just dunks and layups. And, like you and, said, And that's what everybody thought he was coming to do. Yeah. Thought he was going to Charles Barkley his way into the league in 2020, and it was like, is this going to work? Well, he, got, he found something else to add to the repertoire to where I can still – Block your shit to the eighth row, and I can still bang on you, but now I can shoot, you know, I, I got more confidence in this jumper. So Two games in, it's looking good. Hopefully he has a great career, and yeah. those knee problems and feet problems and all those issues don't come up again, man. We right. want to see him play on that court. Braun passes Kobe yeah. for third place on the all-time scoring list. Yeah. Thoughts? First thing I – I went to my group chat to my to my fellas that one of them is an extreme LeBron hater, so I always throw in a couple of jabs. So, <laughs> but I did. But this did this wasn't even a LeBron jab. This was more of a, a Kobe, you know, gratitude. I said, "It's a sh-. so LeBron said LeBron just passed Kobe." I said, "Cool," but it's a shame that this youth ain't gonna never take a ball of trash, ball it up, and go. Kobe, when they throw that <laughs> shit, that that's gone yeah. from the NBA. Yeah. So it was like, even though I wasn't a really a Kobe fan, I was more of a Kobe hater probably just because he was beating teams that I was rooting for. And it wasn't that I didn't, I just wasn't an L.A. fan, never have been. Well, he's good. I enjoyed his basketball, but I never rooted for the guy. Right. So, but I, but I definitely have my moments where I'm playing around Kobe. You know, like yeah. we've all done it in our youth. So it was like, it was kind of like a. The torch went out. Like yeah. like Kobe Kobe is uh, starting to 
fall. His his records are going to slowly because the NBA is getting so much more about offense. Yeah, you can be Trey Young and be a you know magnificent shooter and be terrible at defense and nobody cares. Right, nobody cares, <laughs> and nobody's going to care until he starts making the playoffs. And then when he makes the playoffs, we're like, man, you know, he don't play no defense. Yeah. Well, he ain't been playing defense for the first five years of his career. Exactly. Now y'all just saying something. As for Kobe, I mean, as for LeBron passing Kobe. One, let me say this. I'm a Kobe hater, too. <laughs> but Kobe is great. Yeah. I'm not the biggest LeBron fan in the world, but LeBron is great. The biggest takeaway from this whole situation is, because we already know LeBron was great, if he never scored another point again, if he were retired last year, he would have been a great mm-hmm. player. So yeah. this 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 really, for me, means nothing. But LeBron has a chance to be the number one all-time scorer in the NBA. He's going to be top five in assists. Great, 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 great. Yeah. But the biggest thing I'm taking away from this is a tweet that came out from Magic Johnson saying another Laker moves up on the all-time scoring list. Nigga, stop. <laughs> Nigga, stop with the bullshit. You're a Laker. Right. Kobe's a Laker. Yeah. Elgin Baylor's a Laker. Kareem's a Laker. This nigga's not a Laker, bro. Yeah. He, He's not a Laker, yo. That was my. I did think about that. I was thinking, like, I wonder how LeBron going to retire. Like, is he going to retire a Heat because he got a ring? Is he going to retire a Cavs because that's where it all started? That's where the dream began? That's where he ended up 52-year drought? Like, whatever. I wonder where he going to hang that jersey up at. Well, they're all going up. They're going to definitely <laughs> want de- getting one retired in Cleveland for sure. You know the Heat going to do it. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers just, are so thirsty, they'll probably retire as number two because, yeah. I mean, he's probably going to live out in L.A., so – they going to roll out the red carpet for him out there. But let's be clear, bro. He is not a Los Angeles Laker, man. Yeah. L- stop it, man. Yeah. Kobe gave you a, a, a military career worth of time. Yeah, man. Like, and <laughs> I, I tell you, I, like I said, I'm not a Kobe fan or, and not a Laker fan for that matter. But it's pretty disrespectful, in my opinion, to be like, oh, man, another Laker. Like, look, man, yeah. he plays for the Lakers. He's not a Laker. Yeah. There's a difference. Greatest all-around player out of them two, Kobe or LeBron? <sighs> Kobe. No, no, LeBron. LeBron. See, LeBron. I, I chose Kobe. Why? The only thing that is different to me, they both, you know, in, in in their sweet spots, did everything on the checklist, right? But one thing I think LeBron lacked is the, like, want to give me the goddamn ball. He— he wants to make the better play. Mm-hmm. Then he wants to be like, I can shoot over all three of these motherfuckers. I, I don't care. I can score the rock. I think Kobe just kind of had that. Kobe gave you the killer instinct 99% of the time, and he made 91% of them. You know, like. Kobe a dog. <laughs> I, I would just go That's with LeBron. Just because of. I would just how go, he changed it. Yeah, he just changed the game, man. He helped change the game and move it forward. Kobe was. Uh, you know, just the not just I don't want to say just, but Kobe would took what Jordan did and did it for that era. Okay, what LeBron did for this era, he changed the game. It was like, yo, this this whole positionless basketball, like that was that was him. Yeah, and the, the only reason you can do that is because you, he's so skillful. So I would go with LeBron I could as that. a better hooper, man. I could dig that. You know what? I don't even want to talk about this, but I, I will. <laughs> Meek Mill, Nicki Minaj. They're back. So apparently they're both out in L.A. You know, the Grammys are actually tonight. And uh, there's TMZ footage of them screaming at each other like maniacs in the store. And then Nicki Minaj's husband is barking at Meek and everything like that. What you think, man? Why? Like... Neither one of them better have a project come out in the next 14 days. <laughs> or we know why. But I don't know. I mean, so it's a fine. I guess it's hard for the person on the outside looking in to, to, like, know that that was a relationship and how deep it really was. Like, it, like, what it was for them. So if it was really a relationship and now... You getting thrown, you know, you always got to see this person. You always got to talk about this person. You always got to be connected to this person. I could see, you know, dumb spats happening. Yeah. They happen in the, in relationships. But at this point, it's like they both got, 
I, I look at it like they both got so much money to not care. And they both can have anybody they want to not care. Like, that's some shit you do when you just still in the hood. Yeah. Still messing with, you know, you just went around the corner to the next block and you still messing with the same girls you don't know all your life. Like, that's some, just some hometown shit, it sounds like. But it was Hollywood at its finest. I yeah, guess. man. I put a lot of this on Meek. And Meek is my guy. I'm a big Meek Mill fan. But I put a lot of this on him because Nicki Minaj been whack. <laughs> right. She been whack. She been starving for attention. She been just starting stuff mm-hmm. with, shoot, uh, Remy and uh, uh, Cardi and always mentioning his name in interviews and stuff like that. On Joe Budden podcast, she took shots at him or whatever, bringing up his name. So I put a lot of this on Meek. You have leveled up so much, so much as a person, mm-hmm. musically, you got uh, your new girlfriend, uh, y'all expecting the kid or whatever. Nicki Minaj is married, for goodness sakes. So if she wants to start some random rah-rah-rah, just walk away, bro. <laughs> just walk away. Because you know what? You're nominated for a Grammy tonight. You have the potential of walking away with a Grammy Award tonight. You went to the uh, Rockefeller brunch, yeah. well, Rock Nation brunch yesterday. She wasn't there. Right. She ain't got no hot music out. You do. Right. So just if she want to have a little spat and, and roll her eyes, team, we out, man. <laughs> funniest. You, you got it. You want to shut the store down? You and your man got it. Enjoy. Right. The funniest line I got from that TMZ video was the ex-husband was asking me if we could talk one-on-one. And I heard <laughs> me reply back, you can't talk to me one-on-one, pussy ass. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and it was just going on. And I was just like. I was like, me, well, don't take two steps back. Please. Don't do it, bruh. Cause like you say, you've been you've been dodging this 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 bullshit yeah. around you like a champ for the last two years, easy. Year. Don't let her drag you back yeah. down in the mud, man. You we, better than we that, all, bro. We all know your character and know you ain't no punk. You know? Right. So you don't have to keep proving that. Like you can be you can you can grow up and level up from things and do better. I think we as a black community struggle to like allow people to just do better. Like you know the knucklehead cousin, you always telling me a knucklehead at every family function, and he do knucklehead shit. Don't be expecting it to be like, oh, why he do that? You've always called him a knucklehead. You know he gonna do knucklehead shit. Like facts. But when he starts growing up and becoming an adult, he's still gonna be a knucklehead cousin. So like he can't never get over it. I just feel like certain people get stuck. They just get stuck in what people want you to be, and he trying to. He's been doing better, and it's just like, but then he does it to himself. Yeah, so just walk away, yeah. bro. You, you, you You're not to prove it, nothing. It's not gonna be like, oh man, her husband talking shit. Let's shoot a fair one. Nah, man. You know what? You got it. You mad? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're still talking about me, even though you haven't. You're married, right? We see what it is. Mm-hmm. Just walk away, man. You you winning. <laughs> You great, she ain't, man. Good yeah. luck to the homie Meek Millie tonight. Yeah. Hopefully he walks away with that Grammy. And, you know, we was just talking about the Rock Nation brunch. Yeah. Question for you. Uh-oh. How would you kill it DJ-wise? What What would you do? Would that be your greatest challenge? I think in settings like that, the closest I had was, was a Tony Rock birthday weekend. Which his birthday falls on BET weekend. Meow, 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 meow. And uh short, short funny story. Me and my boys was at Roscoe's and uh Monica, the singer, and somebody with her got put at the table right next to us, and it was like the the little divider which you could see the other people's table. Mm-hmm. So the girl that's with Monica looks over at my table and she goes to to my homeboy, she goes, You went to Ohio State. The. And he was like, I did. And then she was like, you used to mess with my roommate. I did. And he was like, <laughs> her name. <laughs> and it was something like, you know, Kelly or something basic. And uh, he goes, uh, yeah, I did. I had a couple of Kellys in college. Oh, 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 he said it. And she goes, you did. That's why we didn't like you. So what? it was like instant, like rah-rah. But we laughed about it. I invited her out to the party. I was DJ because I felt that was a good opportunity to look like I was doing something in L.A. Yeah. So shot my shot with that, and sure enough, though, they showed up. So come that night, Monica looked at me like she known me. Hey, I'm like, hey. So, you know, everybody that's around, how the fuck? Killer Kev, don't worry about that. 
So, but that was a party that had a lot of faces that you would recognize, a lot of comedians, a lot of actors. And I just really did what, what I challenged myself to do was like things that I knew worked. I just try to do all of them instead of like spearing in certain settings and like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna play that. Like I just played, tried to play nothing but hits. Yeah. And and all the all the good blends that I had done in the past that I knew sounded good did. And I got like I remember uh, Sidney Castillo, one of, one of now homies. Um, he came up to me and he was like, "Man, I just felt like that was a party, like in Texas with just a <laughs> DJ." And your boys and y'all just you know like like your your family your friend everybody just having a good time because that we we don't hear that kind of sets in L.A. Really, so that was like a you know a compliment yeah. that I held on to forever because that was just dope to hear somebody that's as accomplished as Sidney Castillo. You know, he's matter of fact, reach out to him because he's gonna be in town with Marlon next month. Hey, so done deal, <laughs> done deal. <laughs> Easy money. Yeah. That's the homie. Yeah, man. Uh, Rod Nation Brunch, man. All I can say is that shit look like black excellent as at finest. Did you see Diddy's uh, like Instagram or whatever tweet? Of course. And he said, like, this is a billionaire brunch. And, like, just just sitting back and thinking, like. Oh, a lot of money out there, boy. Man, like, I couldn't imagine, like, just being, like, like you say, getting that gig or just being able to. Turn up that that happy hour, you know. The mimosas was everywhere, I'm sure. And man, you know what I thought about? Greatest of the greats was there. I thought about what I would wear. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would I kill these niggas? <laughs> right. I show these niggas how I do. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I, I would have to come with a super fit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I would have to come. Hove out there killed them with the pink. I was like, oh, that nigga brought the pink. It, it was, wasn't even pink though. He his mom, yeah, mom or something. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, like, I, I see you rocking that pink, Hove. It's like, no, this mom. <laughs> talking about? Say no. So pink. I, you know, I had to go on a super shopping spree to come with some flavor oh, to yes. kill that you, man. You swiping that? For yeah, that, for yeah. That oh yeah. You oh yeah. For oh that. yeah. We, we this ain't no, <laughs> nothing that's already in the closet. This right. is everything new. Everything yeah. that was that 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 shows where my mind is. My <laughs> mind ain't like, oh man, meet these great people, make some connections, level up. Nah, right. nigga, I want y'all niggas want to dress. I say y'all niggas how to dress. <laughs> right. I do this too. I, I do, do this too. Nigga. Check my black tie picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like an amazing time. Big time, man. So you ready to talk about this, man? Uh oh. You ready to talk about this power? You ready to talk about this power? <sighs> yeah, we can get into it. Me, 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 me. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. What did you think man, that about that shit was this? trash. What? Yeah, I did not like that episode at I love all. that episode. Man, this is what I said when I first so you know me and my running joke, right? I saw nudity in the thing, right? And I was like, we get it, we either getting a preview of Lala's tits <laughs> in, a, in a flashback, or I think Tate out here hoeing again. And sure enough, he was out Tate there. out here hoeing again. It was so I want parts of it was cool. Like certain parts of the other episode was cool. I it just got to where I didn't it didn't matter. Like some of this shit didn't matter to we trying to find out who killed Ghost. I get that. I so, feel that. I feel that. I so feel that. It kind of drugged me along to like telling a Tate story. That's the only thing that's gonna make me feel better is in this spinoff. If some of these characters pick up where this they have to, yeah. If, if Tate is now the gov lieutenant governor and doing dumb shit, okay, cool. If you know Tommy out here to start a whole new empire on the West Coast, cool. Like whatever this. It has to. These stories must must go on because they've left us all kind of like stuck. And I don't really care if Tate ain't kill Ghost. It, none of this shouldn't really matter to me. So I'm just trying to get to that. The reason these things like seem like that is because the end game. Like we're all waiting on the end game, and we kind of like whenever it's a confrontation with a person, we know they're not gonna die. Yeah. So fast forwarding a little bit. Um, when Tate is taking in the trash out and he gets confronted by one of the hitmen, we know he's not going to die because we haven't seen the scene of him walking up to truth with the gun. Yeah. So we know there's no danger in that. It's like, I mean, the acting is still great. 
Um, so that that kind of takes away from it. it's kind of like when they make um prequels to movies, like all right, this character's going in the next one. So whenever they're cornered, eh, I know they're gonna get out of it. Yeah. Not a, there's no suspense to it. But the thing I really liked about the episode, a couple things I liked about the episode. I really liked that Lorenz Tate and his uh one of his older brothers played brothers in there. That was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I liked that. And something that Power really does well, and I don't know how they execute it so well, is we just got introduced to his brother this episode. Yeah. His sister-in-law, his nephew. I like the characters. Like, they made me care about them. And right. they uh, did the same thing in previous episodes. The like, just introduce new character, and you spend in this whole episode with these people. So you develop, like, all right, you have some type of rapport with them. You feel for them. Right. You feel like, all right, man, I'm, I'm fucking with this. The little boy nephew had, like, a little Kevin vibe from uh, uh, the Snowfall. Kevin? Little Kevin? Oh, uh, the, no, not so far. Uh, uh, the shot. The shot, yeah. Like, he had that kind of, like, vibe to it. Like you said, like, I immediately was like, little nephew cool. Yeah, like, little like, smart-ass nephew. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the brother plays a gangster on All-American, I feel like. He did. He yeah. did. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 like he that did. that was the same guy. Yeah, so. man. And uh, the other part about this episode I really liked was the cameo. Said he I was, said I was in this bitch. Ask you how you thought about said he said. said that shit was funny as hell. Yeah, I enjoy said. I, he, he he still, you know. At first, I was like, when he came on so serious, I was like, oh man, we gotta get some said in here. But some some com- of course, there's some comedy coming, and I did enjoy how he put some funnies still into his serious character of being. Shit got smoked. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, and when you think back, like, did we notice him laying there when Tommy ran um, through? I did. I did. I did. You know that, that it was him right the, off top? I, I knew the, it was on a black the, dude. On the Tommy episode, I noticed. But on the, when it first happened, mm-hmm. before the mid-season break with Ghost, I didn't notice. Okay. And also, the guy that played his son plays on this show, uh, God Friended Me, on CBS. Random <laughs> as fuck. But, like, it was cool to see this, see him, a young actor yeah. in this show, like, you know, even though he got smoked too. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's all it's all coming to a head. It's all coming to a head, bro. It's all about to happen finally. It's just so this whole sack shit. I don't even care now what he Cuz we know it's not him. Yeah, it, it can't be. You can't let it can't, it gotta it can't be let it Tasha be Tasha or Tariq. It has to be. And I'm sticking with what I've been saying all season. Young Rick. Young Reek. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been my, you can go back pod after pod to pod. I've, I've stick to that, that the youngin think he up next. He trying to show the world he ready. You know how it's like to be 19 and feel like you got everything on your shoulders and Facts. you ready. So this is, I think this is it. I think this is it. You're going with Tariq Punk ass. Yeah. I'm going with the wife. And disclaimer, I think power as a whole would do much better if it was Tasha. Okay. I I think if it was Tasha, they could take that and run like a whole Queen of the South. You okay. Know, they they could run with that. I think if they make Tariq the guy, it's still Tasha could still play a critical role in that. But he, I think Tariq would need help. Yeah. To like carry it, to carry it, like to carry the show itself. Like okay, it, it couldn't just be Tariq be the next ghost all of a sudden. Right. Without he ain't got too many bodies under his belt. We all know Ghost got bodies on bodies under his Several. belt. Several. So so, so he, his character would have to grow. I think Tasha could kind of just wiggle in there as like the mama that's supposed to quote unquote teaching the game, like she said episodes before when they had that little heated one on one where I'm gonna teach you the game if you want to be in the game. So we we'll see. I think it's Reek. I think it would do better if it was Tasha. Yeah, we got we got. What are they calling it? Power Book Two. Yeah. Got Mary J as the lead. Met the Man's gonna be on the show. Those are like the two people confirmed being on the new series. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah. we got a week hiatus because of the Super Bowl next week before the finale. I wondered about that, damn it. What did you think? Did you see the leak shit that popped off? Like was it like Wednesday? Yeah. I I watched one of them. Don't tell me because I didn't watch yeah. any of them. Yeah, I won't. I watched one of them, and I'm that's. I think that's a part of it. Yeah, is wanting to see if that was a real scene or not. 
I saw, I just, like, I was scrolling through IG, and I was like, I forget what it was. It was one of the pages popped up. It was like Ramona with a gun. And I'm like, like, I told wife, I was like, stay off of the gram. Stay off of, stay off of Facebook. They didn't spoil the shit. They didn't spoil the shit. And she was like, all right. It's like, it's like, like, then I started thinking, like, hold on. In an interview, the writer, uh, Courtney Kemp, said that it was one of those six people. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't have been Ramona. So I'm like, all right, I'm cool. Right. I ain't get the shit spoiled for me because it ain't going to be her. Right. And one thing that I did not see on there, but I think could happen with this final episode, we've been seeing everybody's story. Yeah. And everybody's story kind of been coming to truth, headed to truth. Yeah. Are they gonna make this whole like Game of Thrones scene where everybody is in the building for the last oh, four yeah. minutes of the finale, and we're gonna you know minds be blown for seven months until the next show start? Like oh, they better not. You know it's coming. They better no 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 no. I saw Tyreek, uh, uh, I forget Michael Rainey Jr. or something like that. He's getting death, death threats. threats. Like look, I hate hundreds. I hate the character. I like him as an actor because <laughs> he's killing it. Yeah, and Ro Timmy called it like. Uh, people struggle to give like acting gratitude is what you're trying to say. Basically, like you should take it as a you know it's gratitude, it's complimenting your acting, and people struggle to get so connected that they can't turn on or off. Yeah, but I'm like, he, it, 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 tw- crazy. in 2020, you gotta take 300 death threats serious, <laughs> right? You because can't blow I mean, that off. You so, gotta think somebody about somebody do dumb shit. You gotta think about it like this, man. Like. When you play a character and you're super famous because of that character, like we don't call uh Alfonso Roberto Alfonso Roberto. We call yeah. him Carlton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We call the shoot Tisha Campbell Gina. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it when when you play a certain character and you do it so well, like right. Malcolm Jamal Warner, we call that nigga Theo. Yeah. Like, Forever. Forever. <laughs> like look, like Will Smith, like that's that's a famous thing from Fresh Prince. They was like, What do you want your name to be? And Alfonso Roberto told him, like, you probably should just go with Will Smith because trust me, if this show blow up like we think it is, yeah. people gonna call you that forever. <laughs> and he, he, I saw that in an interview, and they, I mean, it's true. Like that's yeah. what we do. Like yeah. whatever you famous for, that's your name forever. Like, quick story, I met Richard Roundtree, the original Shaft. Yeah. Uh, and uh, someone was at the event, called him Shaft. He was like, "That's not my name. My mother named me." Richard Roundtree, please call me Richard Roundtree. And I was like, damn, jeez. <laughs> like, I'm just witnessing this whole thing, but it's like, damn. But it's true. Yeah. Like, that's how people are, man. You yeah. get connected to a person and who they're portraying, but that's not really who they are. I've been out with my grandmother at dinner, and someone comes up, what up, killer? <laughs> like, no matter how big the scale is, like, if people know you as killer kid, then that's all they, and no matter what, you just kill her. So... I was with one of the business partners last week. He looking for a truck. He was in the lot. I'm at, I'm in the car lot with him walking around. Door open. Salesman come out. What's up, killer? <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's up? <laughs> and, uh, so, certain you know, people can't let they you know I can't never be DJ K stand again. <laughs> I, and, and and only people that know me before killer and K stand was gonna they're gonna call me Kevin because that's I was just Kevin. So. Yeah. Who calls you Kevin? Um, a lot of high school friends, like people that, you know, we I went to school. They call with. you Kevin, not just Kev. They say the whole name. Just to be like, cause they know that everybody else calls me Killer Kev now. Okay. Or they be like, hey, what's up, Kevin? You okay. Know, it's one of those like sarcastic Kevins. Like, okay. So um family. That's about it. A lot of people like Majority of them, like the masses, probably just call me killer. I started thinking about that. The wife calls me Kevin. My mom. My grandmother. And my aunt. And and, everybody and, else calls me Kev. And you still get a lot of K-Dub shout outs. Yeah, big facts, big facts. A lot well, of K-Dub. I, I got names on top of names, <laughs> man. One more thing before you get up out of here, man. Last week you mentioned you was watching Hip Hop Evolution. Yeah. Two seasons in. I'll crush two seasons, man, oh, already. Okay. So, I want to say this. One, it's fucking great. 
it's fucking phenomenal great. show. Fucking f- wait till you get to season four. That, Man, that, that's I, the did, I, I, I loved them all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they like they're like better unsongs to me. Is what yeah, I, <laughs> is like they go describe. so they go so deep with it. And one of the super dope parts about the whole thing is when they were talking about the birth of gangster rap, and they were talking to Ice T. And I knew this already because I'm like, I love this shit. Yeah. So any hip hop documentary, I'm gonna watch. That's why I knew you would love this shit. I knew you would. When I when they show Ice T and they was talking about six in the morning, I was like, are they? I was thinking to myself, are they gonna show so Schoolie D props? And he fucking gave Schoolie D his props <laughs> and the PSK, and I was like, oh shit, they really fucking going in. They really going in. Like yo, like people don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. So for people like that to get they they little light in the sun, right? You know what I'm saying? So for people to be like, oh yeah, I heard that song, or don't even know who the f- he is, but like oh, I heard that beat before. Mm-hmm. Like people probably even know that beat from when Biggie remixed it, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, they they give my props to a lot of guys that pay help pave the way for hip hop, man. So I know that probably well, episode one and two was dope for you because yeah. you're a DJ, yeah. and how they. Like how the whole shit form. Yeah, and that's what I enjoy. I'm not gonna get too deep since you're watching, but I think season four is the one with no limit. I don't know if you watch. You ain't there. No, I'm. I'm about to. Uh, I'm gonna start season two. Yeah. No, three. When I get to the crib today. Yeah. So and that just one little thing that I like I enjoyed about that was like people might know or get it ready, get it ready, get it ready, or they might know certain New Orleans inspired stuff, but they might not know who DJ Jubilee was. Yeah, you go. Is. So it's like. To be able for, like you say, for certain people to be able to get, you know, put into 2020 informational dialogue, I think is crucial for the continuance of just, you know, hip hop. And the one they had on the uh, the New York producers and everything like that, like, like that's huge. And, uh, um, you know, they was talking about the native tongues mm-hmm. and, you know, when people think of the native tongues, the first group that comes to mind is Tribe Called Quest. But it was started by the Jungle Brothers. So mm-hmm. for them to get their props, like, I love that shit. Yeah. So anybody out there, anybody out there that loves hip-hop or a person that thinks they're a rapper or wants to be a rapper or a DJ or a producer or anything like that, I would say this is mandatory viewing. And mandatory do, viewing. Do not go into this viewing with, I got an hour, I'm going to check this out. You need to have at least movie-type time to get two or three episodes. Oh, in you, yeah, you at get a roped time, in. You get roped time, in because they they are phenomenal, and it's just dope to see the story being told like this. Yeah, like I just enjoy because they it ain't just one person's story. It's like they just it it just slowly grows and they bring somebody else in that's connected and they spin off to another story that's yep. just as related and just as phenomenal and just as it's just it's dope and I love it. Man, I really like the uh the early down south. The only part about the down south that I didn't like, well not I won't say didn't like, they didn't give props to the 69 boys. The Tootsie Roll. They didn't. They didn't give the props to the 69 boys Roll. Maybe yeah. they will in the future. Right. But right now they ain't get the 69 boys. They they show mad love to Luke, which was super important. And yeah. something I didn't know. I didn't know that he joined the two live crew. Two live crew was already a group before he got involved. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. So that was pretty dope to see. And uh, this watching this documentary, that's when I feel like, man, damn, I remember when that happened. Like I uh, remember that Luke shit happening. Yeah. I remember that because after all that shit got passed about the sticker advisory on CDs and tapes and stuff like that. The next album, Two Live Crew, was dropped was a uh, band in the USA yeah. because they got banned and everything like that. So I remember a lot of that stuff and like even the stuff that I was wasn't born for, but like with the DJs in the park and having a good time, like that shit got yeah. me got me lot. So season four, they'll revisit the South for you, and uh, you'll be back. You'll be uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. They got. I think I told you they got screwed. A bunch, a bunch of them. A bunch, a bunch of different South stories. Atlanta, of course. You know all of it. Trust so, me, I'll be caught up by next week. I can't I'm, wait to I'm probably gonna one. watch all these today. Yeah, probably for <laughs> real. Hopefully, Pro Bowl won't be that interesting. Yeah, that, dude, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since I was in high school. Yeah, me neither. I'm not watching me that neither. shit. 
Well, there it is. Another episode. You can't make this up. Podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out till next week. Should we make Super Bowl predictions now? Because technically, sure. technically, when we drop the pod next week, the Super Bowl will already be played. I'm game. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, we got the 49ers who put a smackdown on the Packers. Yes. And we got KC who pulled away from Tennessee. And by the way, they didn't score 40 points like I told both y'all niggas. They did. <laughs> But, but Green Bay, Green Bay didn't smacked, win, which like you I call told both y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, I really, I really want to say, I really want to say San Fran. I really, oh, I know I do. We're not but, on the same page, but I'm not gonna say San Fran. I'm gonna say Kansas City, but I'm gonna call it twenty four fourteen. No, 24-13. Touchdown, two field goals for San Francisco. That's all they get. Okay. I'm going – let me say this first. I am rooting for Kansas City. Put that out there. But they're not going to win. San yeah. Fran's going to win this game. You think so? Yeah. Defense, bro. See, Defense. I want to say San Fran, but the, the thing that, that makes me step back is I got much more faith in – Mahomes. Then Garoppolo. Then Garoppolo. Garoppolo got two rings. They were the Patriots, but they two <laughs> I got much more faith in Mahomes. I'm I'm rolling with the Super defense. Bowl. I'm rolling with because I look back at Super Bowls. You look at shoot, last year, the Rams, high potent offense, got shut down. Yeah. You look at the Pats when they had Randy Moss. They went up a great up against a great defense in the Giants. Shut down. In these big games, man, the better defense tends to win. So I'm rooting for KC. Like, I feel like they got more, they got a little more power. I hope they offense win. Than the other ones that we were just talking about. Tyreek must must draw two eyeballs, two two people. Kelsey, you'd be smart to have two one six. Yeah, you'd be smart Couldn't to have two people out. on him. Sammy Watkins. Sammy! He can still run routes and get touchdowns. Facts. They just got, you know, they got a lot of people out there that you give them a one-on-one opportunity that you would bet on them versus the defender. I like them. I hope they win, but I'm going. (laughs) If I had to put money on it, I would put. San Fran money down. 24-21. Tight one. Tight one. Mm. Tight, 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 tight. We gonna see. We gonna see, man. All right, that's it. Yeah, peace.